I'm Filipa. I'm Portuguese. Um, I work with Transition Network as the uh, National Hubs Coordinator. And I do some work with the EU institutions, the European Union institutions. And I have my own initiative, local initiative, back in Portugal, in Porto Alegre. How did you learn to knit? I was around five years old. I wanted to do as my grandmother did. So I stood uh, behind her shoulder. And then um, I just tried it and I got it. And then my grandmother, I, I had very little, uh, a very limited number of toys. And most of my toys I I done myself with stones and with, and I have one, one uh, doll that my grandmother made and gave me. And uh, every time that I ask for clothes out of my, my birthday or Christmas, my grandmother would invite me to do them myself. So I started to do like that. So knitting little jumpers to my doll. What can you do? Can you sort of itemize your hand-making skills? What can I do? I think I can do almost everything. Um, well, there is the, it's, a, it's, a, it's a complicated question because there is the knitting for doing something and there is the knitting for itself, you see? So sometimes mm -hmm. I don't do anything. I just do big uh, um, uh, covers. How do you say the you know blankets, yeah, or okay. or yeah. I do uh, something to put around your neck, or but then I have as well that the when a child is is going to be born, I really think that is something that's very symbolic to do something for the baby arriving, and it's like you put something of yourself in it, you know, and you think about the baby and, you know, this kind of thing. So it depends a lot. Uh, I do a lot of things. I do jumpers for kids. I do, you know, jumpers for my own kids, for other kids, for babies that are arriving and, uh, you know, this kind of stuff I do. And what do you, what, why? What what do you get out of it? What does it what does it give you that okay. watching the television or or just going and buying a jumper uh, wouldn't do? What does it how does it feed you? Uh, as I told you, so there is these two parts of I think that what I what I feel is that there are two sides of it. One is the symbolism, like um, it's like um. A ceremony, you see, that when you are doing for some something for to offer someone, it's really something that's very important, you know, that you spend all this time building something, you know, all this. It's not only the jumper that you are giving, but this all the thought that you put in it and the time that you. It's like a mantra, you know, like you are doing something like that. So, I really. For me, the, when I'm giving something that I, I made like that uh, to, to a baby or to someone I really like, or 
it's it's really a symbol of I put myself in it, you know, something from me inside in it. So this is something that it's really important. And then there is the other why. And the other why is um, I discovered that I have this, um, I have too much energy. And I have, a, it's really something very, very difficult for me to stand still and, and listen without um, jumping around or my head goes in circles and I, I, I'm really, I really have trouble to keep quiet and not interrupt people and, and, um, and my, 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 my mind is really like a, a monkey. You see, and I discovered that doing the the um, knitting or crochet or something like that, I really go into a level of listening that is it's a completely it's really another level. You see, so it's very similar to all the um, descriptions that people do about meditation. So my breath goes down, I get calm, I have, I have the sensation that I, have, I, I can listen clearly everything without being nervous or wanting to intervene or uh, I, I, I feel much more capable of choosing the time to speak or to choose what to say that makes the difference. Uh, so I, I have all that. That's why when I need to be focused in meetings, I take my meeting with me. And one of the things, um, you know, you talk about taking your knitting into meetings. I mean, you've you, you take you've taken your knitting into some very high-profile meetings and meetings with kind of important people and meetings in the European Parliament and I imagine you're probably there are you're probably the only person who has who is knitting in those meetings um what what what's the reaction to your knitting in those meetings and and do you have any sense of how it affects or influences the meeting that's taking place around you um before I answer that, uh, just let me say that I don't take my meeting to provoke anything in people because people ask me if I'm doing this by because I'm an activist, you know, so you are making um, a point. So you go in and get your meeting. And it's not that the process I have in my mind. The process in my mind is that I don't think that a place like this should stop me doing what I normally do. Uh, mm. So I need my meeting. I feel comfortable with my meeting. And I think that it helps me being um, contributing in, a, you know, in the best way. So I'm like that in all meetings I go. I don't think that I should stop myself doing so if it's a high-level meeting, you see. So this is the first thing. The second thing is the um, uh, the reactions. 
I only know what people tell me. Okay, so I don't know. Maybe maybe people think that it's really really uh, really stupid or something like that. No one told me otherwise. Who is the crazy woman? Yes, with the crazy woman. The, what is I think that is positive or or not positive, but it might be a little bit puzzling because I go to meetings. Um, dressed like they are, you know, I don't go as uh, dressed in a different way. So I don't stand out as someone mm. really different when I go to these meetings. Um, I, I work for a long, long time um, until now in, in, in EU. So I know how I should present myself. The only thing that's different is I knit, you see. So people get a little bit puzzled. And then I've seen very interesting um, reactions. I've seen a lot of smiles. I've seen um, I've seen people trying to look another way, not to for me not to feel that they are observing me. You know these kind of things. Or uh, I had already people looking at me and saying, "What are you doing?" <laughs> you see, uh, in in. Overall, I never felt uncomfortable. On the opposite, I always feel that there is a positive thing around it. Um, and yeah, so I think you were you were in a meeting at a high level, right? Uh, that I was knitting. Yes. You didn't see anything wrong with the reactions of people, I suppose. No, I I, I thought it really. Um... Uh, it kind of it kind of grounded the meeting somehow. It it kind of felt like a um, you know like when you put the it was like a you know something grounded the the meeting. It kind of connected it in that way. Yeah, I really liked it. It was it it introduced a kind of it was a bit like having the difference between having a meeting around. Um, and uh, a real fire. Yes. So. And and a television. Do you know what I mean? The difference between those two things. Yes, I understand. It's like what I feel, or people told me that it was like um, making the the, the bubble um, explode. You know, like mm. you are having a very high level with ministers and whatever, and you are like in a bubble. You talk about abstract. Things and then suddenly there is something that explodes the bubble and reminds us how human we are. You you know this kind of thing and mm. how and and have have you ever felt that you've that you've brought that into a meeting and it has sort of changed the spirit of the meeting or changed the way people related to each other? I don't know. I don't know. I really, if I would do it. By, by strategy, I suppose that I was more attentive to that, uh, but I've never done that with that, you know, I, I take my, my meeting out because I need to focus, and so I'm not focusing in how people are relating to each other. Mm. Um, what I see is I see smiles and see people coming to me talking about the meeting after in the, the in the um, in, when we break, when the breaks, so and there I've seen things like people in transition, 
question, you know, that are connected to the movement and are present in these meetings that sometimes are nervous because they are in the bubble and suddenly they feel, oh, this is much better and so on. So they, they, they get calmer, you know, and they smile and there is some kind of a, um, the tension disappears. I've, I've heard that several times. And mm-hmm. the fact that I do that, people that are uh, tense because they are in presence of very high-level people, they 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 relax because I'm doing that somehow. So I've 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 been told that. How how different do you think things would be in say the European Parliament if everybody was knitting, <laughs> or if a substantial number of people turned up with their knitting? How do you think it might sort of affect the the quality of how people relate to each other or the quality of conversations that take place well if if people have the same need as i have you know because i suppose there are a lot a lot of people at that level that have the same kind of need of meditation you see and the quality of listening because i've seen Many, many times people that are really going super fast in life, they don't have time, they have to do so many things, and and you are in meetings, and you are looking at your computer, and you are looking at your, you know, all these kind of things, your your head is going um, very, very fast, and you don't really listen. So this is one of the things. I think that it would be helpful that people look for this kind of stuff that can help them being grounded to the conversation, you see, to listen um, and to to respond when they should respond and to say, uh, uh, to respond exactly things that are related to the conversation, you see. It's, and, um, so this is one thing. The other thing is, if... Really, the fact that someone is meeting in a in a meeting, it grounds it into this um, human tradition, whatever. What bring you know not to take ourselves too seriously and to talk about real things, yeah. And and pe- that other people that normally don't have access to these kind of meetings, they they will have because. They feel more comfortable, and they will take mm-hmm. more easily the as well the the you know the floor to talk. It might be something that helps them to do that as well. And mm-hmm. and another thing that I've seen as well a lot in in uh, in this kind of high level is the way that you are you connect to each other as professionals. You see. So mm. all the, the, the human uh, contact gets into second plan. And somehow this makes easy the connection between people, you see. Mm. So mm. it might be something that it would be very good as well. So uh, uh, w- as a culture, when we lose connection with it because you know you've grown up with these skills and most people haven't and certainly most young people growing up today don't grow up with those skills um what what do we lose as a culture when we when more and more of us lose how to do those things well i don't think that everybody should do meeting 
Uh, I think that skills, some people like to do it, are good with it, and some other don't. So I don't think that you should knit, you know. I don't think that it should be like that. But I think that... I I, I really don't know what to answer to that. I, I really think that is something that... In my case, it goes back to my childhood. And and it's something that connects me to the, the reality and, and to the, you know, I have pleasure doing that, something that I feel, I feel useful, I feel connected with something, I, you know. So this kind of again this kind of meditative state of mind um so if you lose all that and the roots you have and the 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 as well your your um your capacity of of uh, of doing something yourself and not being completely dependent on someone else, you know, all that. So mm. it would be very, very sad to lose all that, right? Yeah, yeah. Good. Thank you very much. Is there anything else you'd like me to ask you that I haven't asked you that would enable you to say something that you would like to say? If I have stories of... If I have yeah. stories of people that, I mean, maybe it was there. There was um, something about the um, the, uh, the the prize that that we won. Um, did, did that was there? I remember at the time you saying something about you know that you went along to those meetings and knitted and then they started to ask you questions about transition and things. No, 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 it's not what I mean. For example, if you, after the meeting that you were in Belgium, the one that you, you know, the, with with the ministers, mm-hmm. remember? Yeah. Uh, there is an interview that someone uh, gave to, you know, this. there was a Belgian girl it was interviewed by this TV and she talked okay. about the meeting. <laughs> so, but I don't think that this is a story. I just have to, I have to give you the, the, the link. Okay. I have to give you the link, but one of the things that it might be important is to say that there are already stories of people after these meetings that were inspired to do so to do the same. People that really think that is is like something that they don't know how to do it, but they would like to learn. So I've I've heard a lot about that. People want to learn to knit because they felt that it was something important to do in in Uh meetings like this. And there are a lot of conversations started by, you know, this kind exactly the questions that you made, like, do you, why do you do it? And uh, how does it help you? Or do you have any reactions of other people? Do the ministers go to, to talk to you after? Or do they just think that you are too weird? Or, you know, this kind of thing. 
but so so there is a lot of inspiration coming out of these uh, meetings where I meet. So I don't mm. think that, that I don't think that there is anything else. <laughs>